a good Tuesday morning, and thank you so much for joining me. The second last day you've got for Valentine's shopping, so you might want to consider working that in. Bit of a snowy start for parts of southern Saskatchewan today, but uh, maybe not as much for central. And uh, temperature-wise, still, I would say we are surviving some pretty seasonable or a little bit better than what we would get at this time of the year. Well, we've got a full show today. Lots of great guests joining us. Uh, We're going to be talking about this NDP MP Charlie Angus bill where he's working to make it illegal, in fact, criminal to promote oil and gas in any way. That post on Facebook, that bumper sticker on your vehicle, even the reward points you collect at the gas station. If this goes through, might not only be offside, could land you in jail. We've got Conservative MP Andrew Shear joining me to discuss that. We're going to check in with Saskatoon's interim chief of police, Dave Hay. We'll catch up on policing and community safety in the city of Saskatoon. A big decision recently by the Supreme Court on Indigenous child welfare. This is this is something that has been anticipated. I've talked with Cadmus DeLorme about this in the past when he was chief of Kawasa's First Nation. In fact, they were one of the first First Nations in Canada to step in and use this Indigenous Child Welfare Act. It was then put on pause while it was being appealed through the courts. So we will reconnect with former Chief Cadmus DeLorme this morning and see where he's at and what this means for Indigenous families in our country. Time now for The Big Talker. Let's get down to business, shall we? Welcome. Let's begin. The Evan Bray Show. The Big Talker. Well, this came down yesterday. Auditor General Karen Hogan delivered a fairly damning report on ArriveCan. Talked about ballooning costs, basically a glaring disregard for basic management practices. Of course, ArriveCan is the app that was created, some say very much in haste in 2020, at the onset of COVID-19 and the pandemic. And it was a way for travelers to upload mandatory health information, such as vaccination status, if they were crossing the border and traveling. Now the app is no longer mandatory. I would say it gets minimal use. It does exist as an option for travelers at the border. But we're dealing now with the aftermath of the story and the costs. The Globe and Mail has been instrumental in this discussion in Canada. Uh, In many ways, they have broke open this story, I would suggest, more than once. Bill Curry joins us this morning. He's the Globe and Mail's Deputy Ottawa Bureau Chief, and uh, we're very glad to have Bill give us a few minutes of his time to break things apart. Thanks for taking the call this morning, Bill. My pleasure. Good morning. So uh, this goes back, the Globe and Mail actually broke this story open a while back. Can you give us an idea of what it was you uncovered that that really, I think, brought this issue to light? What were some of the issues that you uncovered that caused this report and this further investigation by the feds? Well, I think yesterday's finding about uh, such poor record-keeping with this program really kind of makes a lot of the earlier stories make more sense now. Because when you go back a couple of years ago, we were trying to pin down how much did this cost, and and it just kept it was a constantly shifting target, and you know the government would give us a little bit of information, and and uh, you know there were some stories that it took me months to write because the CBSA's figures kept shifting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was saying, like, come on, guys, like what's the right number here? And then uh, in the early days too, they were providing some details to Parliament uh, when when MPs asked to, in writing for these details and. One of the earlier stories was uh, president of a company called Think On came to me and said, like, look, 
this show, this document is showing that I, I received a $1.2 million to work on ArriveCan. I had nothing to do with ArriveCan. Mm-hmm. And then the, the CBSA ultimately uh, corrected that. So, so that was how, kind of how it started, trying to pin that down. And, uh, and then through a briefing with the CBSA officials, they eventually uh, coughed up the number $54 million. And that was, uh, you know, in the fall of 2022. That got a really strong reaction. We had some Canadian tech firms uh, were inspired to do weekend hackathons to show that they could reproduce a clone of the app over the weekend just to uh, prove their point that they thought $54 million was excessive. And a few weeks after that story, they, um, the House of Commons voted to have the Auditor General look at that. It was a conservative motion. It passed um, with the support of the NDP, but the Liberals and the Green parties voted against it. And, you know, 16 months later, now we get the report. Yeah. it The the Auditor General uh, was on the verge of wrapping up her report late last year, but ended up extending the study again because the Globe published new information, I think it was October of 23, about contracting misconduct allegations and the related RCMP investigation. So how is it possible that the Auditor General didn't have this information, Bill? Yeah, that is a real, uh, real strange one. Um, uh, so that this, uh, the second wave of stories is, um, it's all kind of like adjacent to ArriveCan. This this software company named Botler, um, uh, based out of Montreal, uh, came to me with their story, which was quite remarkable, that they'd had uh, this two and a half year saga dealing with the Border Services Agency, including dealing with the the main. Uh, People involved with the RiveCan, so that would have been Christian First, a managing partner of this two-person company called GC Strategies that we learned yesterday received nineteen million dollars to work on a RiveCan. So they had worked with GC uh, Christian First had reached out to them on another project for them to work on on behalf of um, people at CBSA who were also working on a RiveCan. So through Baller, you kind of got a window into this world of the interactions between um, the people managing these contracts. CBSA and these private contractors, and so um, they had uh, spent a couple of years working with these people. They kept uh, raising concerns with the CBSA. Eventually, filed a very detailed formal report to the head of the uh, agency, and uh, Aaron O'Gorman, the CBSA president, launched internal investigations and referred that to the police. And somehow, uh, never told the Auditor General about that as she was investigating similar things. And so. Aaron Gorman just the last month had said, you know, in retrospect, even though it was not the same project, it wasn't a ride can, it involved the same people, and she should have told the Auditor General about it and about the police investigation, but she did not. So that police investigation is ongoing. Um, at the moment, the police are saying it's not. Well, they haven't said, commented lately, but a few months ago they were saying they're not specifically investigating a ride can. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll see uh, with yesterday's report uh, Karen uh, Hogan was saying, it, you know, this is up to the police. To, if there's anything in her report that the police want to look at, they're welcome to, and she'll give them the documents. Bill Curry is my guest this morning, Globe and Mail's Deputy Ottawa Bureau Chief, and the Globe and Mail has done such a terrific job of covering this whole Arrive Can, which, as I mentioned at the onset, uh, is the app that was created at the start of the pandemic to basically help with mandatory health information if you were crossing the border. Uh, it became... On everyone's phone, it became a must-have, although there were glitches, there were challenges. Now, it's not 
nearly as as widely used. In fact, it's rarely used, I would say, by many. However, we are looking back now at some mismanagement and definitely some financial head-scratching as a result of the amount of money that was spent. So, Bill, yesterday, Auditor General Karen Hogan delivered her report. Uh, what were some of the key takeaways that, that you uncovered in that report? Well, I think some of the things that really jumped out, like uh, Karen Hogan was saying, like some of her recommendations are so basic she shouldn't have to be making them, such as like, you know, if you're if you're a public servant and you've got an invoice on your desk, the invoice should actually describe what the person did for this work before you pay the contractor. And so she says, like, that, that should that should be uh, basic uh, um, accounting that's not happening for some reason. Um, so there was that. There were the interactions between private sector contractors and public servants. Uh, she said this uh, GC Strategies company was actually directly involved in writing the terms for a public bid for a $25 million contract that was written so narrowly that only GC Strategies could have uh, could have won it. And so she uh, says that's not appropriate. Um, the interactions, she says, like sometimes there was pe- there were people at the CBSA who were um, going directly and meeting with uh, GC Strategies and others and not informing their bosses, or at least she found no evidence that they'd informed their bosses, which they're supposed to do under the rules, and they were not involving the agency's procurement team, which are the officials that are supposed to be that uh, kind of check and balance to make sure procurement decisions are in order. So she found concerns uh, along those lines as well. And, and like I said, it was... Interesting. So she found all these problems yesterday, and that's without going into what we were just talking about, the, the Butler allegations mm-hmm. that uh, spurred the RCMP investigation. She decided that because the CBSA is already doing an investigation on that and the RCMP is involved, she decided not to, after extending her report uh, a little while, she decided to not go down that avenue, at least for now. So so some of the perhaps more, um, um, you know, the area that the RCMP is looking at that was not covered by yesterday's report. So, Bill, another question that I had, you know, as we watched this unfold, this just came down yesterday, this report from the Auditor General. On Wednesday of last week, Liberal, Bloc Québécois, and NDP MPs suddenly suspended parliamentary hearings related to a RIVCAN, and basically... One of the liberals described scary, secret parliamentary reports that that basically it had to stop and shut down the parliamentary hearings altogether. Do you understand what that's about? It's it's quite fascinating. So, um, after our stories, the government operations committee has been holding months of uh, hearings and, and often calling some of the people that were mentioned in the original Globe stories. And it has pr- produced some testimony that, you know, veteran public servants have said they've never seen anything like this. You've got very senior public servants who are coming to committee and openly accusing each other of lying and threats and over who actually hired GC Strategies, this two-person company. We still don't fully know. And um, so I think uh, to your question of how we got to this report, there's a CBSA internal investigation in December they got some preliminary findings, and the head of the CBSA referred that to two other departments, Health Canada and CRA. And then a few weeks later, um, two very senior public servants were suspended without pay, which is a very unusual and serious issue. And that was uh, Karen McDonald, an assistant deputy minister at Health Canada, and Antonio Untano, who uh, is uh, at the CRA. But the two of them both used to work together at the CBSA, 
and we're working on ArriveCan. They regularly dealt with Mr. Firth of uh, GC Strategies, and we learned yesterday in the Auditor General's report, she said, well, she couldn't pin down exactly who hired GC Strategies. She says Mr. Otano did sign a, a document that would suggest he should have some accountability for this file. So, so that was an interesting twist. And uh, this investigative report has not yet been made public, but the CBSA did share it with MPs on the condition that they not give it to their staff or anything, their, their eyes only. And uh, that led the Liberals to say, as you just said, uh, that it was uh, scary. We don't know what, what he meant by that. But uh, essentially they argued that having further hearings along this line, because they were in the process of questioning the actual investigator, they said would compromise any police or CBSA investigation. So they don't want to continue with hearings down that road. The NDP in the block seemed to largely agree with that because they shut down the hearing on the invest- with the investigator. The Conservatives want to continue. They're going to have the Auditor General on Wednesday. So uh, I think it's a little up in the air as to where this all goes. Mm-hmm. Perhaps there's a compromise where they keep holding hearings, but they don't really get into the contents of the investigator's report, or maybe they suspend them all uh, until the investigator's report is done. I think that's kind of unresolved, yeah. and we'll see maybe Wednesday what they decide to do. Bill Bill Curry is my guest with the Globe and Mail. I literally have about 30 seconds left, but does this uncover bigger issues when it comes to procurement and government spending? Is this just the, the tip of the iceberg, do you think, in, in a short answer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things is it's discovered this whole world of middlemen because the procurement process seems to be so complicated that People who want to work for the government as an IT contractor or whatever just can't be bothered to spend the months it takes to win a contract. And so it's created this this market of middlemen who win contracts and then find other people to do the work, and they're taking cuts that seem to be unregulated in terms of what kind of profits you could make. So they're making larger money for doing no IT work themselves. And so I think that whole area is going to going to be new rules around that. Bill, thanks so much for your time this morning and appreciate the work that you and the entire staff of the Globe are doing on this, uh, definitely driving this conversation in Canada. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Bill Curry, Globe and Mail's Deputy Ottawa Bureau Chief, giving us an update on ArriveCan, that basically glaring uh, Auditor General report came down yesterday showing glaring disregard for basic management practices, ballooning costs, and uh, yet to be seen what the implications will be going forward. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Really appreciate Bill Curry joining us, the Globe and Mail's Deputy Ottawa Bureau Chief, to break down that Auditor General report that came down yesterday on this arrive can app which is a complete debacle she mentioned the auditor general mentioned a glaring disregard for basic management practices and as you heard bill say made recommendations that she shouldn't have had to make like every invoice should describe the work done on the invoice before it's being paid i mean think about how you pay your bills though you know if you got a bill from contractor that came into your house you would want to see the explanation of the work to help justify the cost anyway this is one head scratcher to another because we're going to move next to talk about this charlie angus bill where he's trying to make it illegal for anyone to promote it's criminalizing the promotion of fossil fuels we've got mp andrew Shear joining us just after nine we'll talk about arrive can we'll talk about this 
Wonky Bill from Charlie Angus, and a whole lot more when we come back right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.